Greetings, Lisa Edwards here, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching and host of the Exclusive Career Coach podcast. Ready for some great career management content? Then let's dig in. Greetings and happy Valentine's Day if you're listening to this on the day it comes out. So I could think of nothing more romantic than talking about uh, elevator pitches today. So that's what we're going to be talking about. And if you don't know what an elevator pitch is, and it can take several different forms, and I'm going to talk about those. It's typically about a 15 to 30 second quote unquote commercial about yourself. And you might use this for if you're in a networking meeting and you want to introduce yourself. If you are selling yourself to a potential employer, there's a role in there for uh, your elevator pitch. And if you are in sales or selling something, so it could be that you are providing a service and you're having to tell someone about it, you can use the elevator pitch format, kind of adapt it with information about your company or your product or whatever the case may be. But there's probably also, it's, it's necessary to put a little bit of information in there about yourself. I gave some excellent examples of elevator pitches in episode 209, and I included that link in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to that one. I've also got some good examples in this one as well. Let's start with some big picture do's and don'ts of elevator pitches, and then we're going to drill down to some specifics. So first of all, you know, 15 to 30 seconds indicates keep it short and succinct. When I work with folks, the biggest mistake I think I see is because they haven't planned this thing out and they're kind of working on the top, the top of their head, it tends to go long and tends to kind of ramble. So short and succinct. Next, don't be predictable. So think about how you can be a disruptor, if you will, in the sense of if you're at a networking event and people are, you know, introducing themselves and being introduced to so many people, how can you make yours interesting and unpredictable enough that A, they will kind of perhaps wake up out of their lethargy, but also after the fact, remember you for your uniqueness. You also want to leave them wanting more so that, again, that 15 to 30 second framework is not enough for you to tell them your life story, nor should you. You want to leave them wanting more, and we're going to talk about that as well. And finally, engage them with a question. Now, that this doesn't always work, and I'm going to talk about an example of where it might work for you, but if it is appropriate, it can be a really good way to wake them up out of that lethargy and and make it more memorable. And and of course, a question is going to be more engaging than just a one-way conversation. Now I want to build some elevator pitches for different situations. So situation number one is you are networking in a a, a networking meeting or a, a group setting of some kind, and you are specifically networking towards your next job. You're going to want to meet several people in this. So, of course, keeping it short, not just your elevator pitch, but your interaction with an individual because you want to work the room and meet multiple people. And in most cases, the people that you're going to be talking with aren't in a position to actually hire you. So there's no reason to go deep with people, but rather to just make go broad, make a lot of connections and see if there are some possibilities of people who could refer you to folks who maybe their company is hiring and they can get you in touch with the decision maker, whatever the case may be. So here's here's a recommendation of how that might sound. Hi, my name is Sue Smith and I help mid-tier healthcare organizations optimize technology so they can increase profitability and streamline processes. 
Most recently, I did this as Director of IT at Zulu Healthcare System. And now I'm looking for my next role with an organization that wants to make sure they are making the most of their tech spend and are fully utilizing what they already have. Now, that was 23 seconds when I practiced it. I don't know how many it was just now, but when I prepared my notes, it was 23 seconds. What is important and I think salient about that one is I, I covered a lot of information because if you think about that setting and thinking about wanting to meet a bunch of people, not knowing who might be in a position to hire, who might have a, a, a an opening at their company or their spouse's company, whatever, you want to get in as much information so that hopefully it will trigger something with them if they could help you. So that's situation number one. Situation number two is you're introducing yourself to a potential employer. So this is not, you're in front of someone who's in a position to hire you. So this could be at that same networking meeting. It could also be in a one-on-one, -on -one, a happenstance meeting. But this is not, to be clear, this is not you're in the interview. Here we go. Hi, my name is Sue Smith, and I'm the former IT director at Zulu Healthcare System. I've been speaking with Joe Jones in your IT department because ABC Hospital is one of my dream employers. One of my greatest strengths is making sure my employer is maximizing the impact of their tech spend. They're only buying what they really need and they are fully utilizing what they buy. I would love the opportunity to sit down with you and describe some of the results I've gotten from my previous employers. Would this be possible? And that took about 30 seconds when I prepared it. So notice the difference, the shift there is I'm starting to talk about the value that I'm going to bring. When I'm in this larger networking meeting with situation number one, I don't need to talk necessarily about the value. I'm talking more about what I can do because that's going to be more appropriate for that audience. But once I start talking to decision makers, I want to start talking about the value that I can bring for them and how I can really help their, their organization. Situation number three is you've just randomly met someone. The, the situation here is you want to always be sort of quasi in networking mode, especially when you are job searching, but really at any time because you never know when a great connection for you has popped up. So in this scenario, let's say you're just at a party. And I, I, I said for this one, keep in mind that this elevator pitch might occur after you've been on the elevator for a few floors. It would likely come across as too aggressive if you started right in. So I am not suggesting that you come right up to them and shake their hand and start in on this. But as you talk to them and maybe there's some possibility there or they ask you what you do, here you go. My name is Sue Smith and until recently I was the IT director at Zulu Healthcare System. I'm looking for my next role in healthcare IT, so if you know of anyone in a leadership role in healthcare in Tallahassee, I would love an introduction. Simple, don't go into too much detail, but it gives them an idea kind of what bucket you're in. And you've asked for a specific, you have a specific ask if you know anyone in a leadership role in healthcare. So no need in that situation to get in the weeds with my qualifications or work history achievements, any of that. Situation number four, you're at a networking event and your goal is to sell your product or service. So I wanted to throw this one in here as well. So let's say you're at a Chamber of Commerce networking event and you are looking for people who are unhappy with their current cleaning service. So you own a cleaning company and you want to talk to people who are in a position to influence change in that regard. So... <laughs> 
the, the the bottom line is you're looking for people with dirty offices who don't like that their office is dirty and can make a decision about getting it cleaner. Here you go. Hi, my name is Jack Graham and I am the sales director for Service Excellent Cleaning Service. How satisfied are you with your current cleaning service? Oh, he says, well, we're relatively satisfied, I guess. They charge a fair price and they're, you know, pretty dependable. So what you have picked up on there is not a glowing recommendation, but they aren't miserable if they're not actively looking for a replacement. Maybe they hadn't even really thought about replacing them. Well, here's what Jack says. What would you say if I offered to bring a crew in for free to clean your office one day next week? I guarantee we will outperform your current service and our recommendations on Yelp and Google are outstanding. Take a look. All I ask is that we have a chance to speak afterwards to discuss options for working together going forward. Super conversational, not a monologue, right? So this is a this is one where we've used that question. You know, you've asked how satisfied are you with your current cleaning service? And that could work with many things that an organization would provide to another organization. How satisfied are you with your um, copier repair service? How satisfied are you with your um, uniform cleaning company? Whatever it may be. And situation number five is you are a solopreneur. So you're somebody like me at a networking event selling a service. And here's, this is me. Hi, I'm Lisa Edwards and I help high achieving mid-career professionals land their dream job and get promoted. Now notice how short that was. This is a, an example of leaving them wanting more. There's no reason for me to go into detail unless the person, person I'm speaking with is interested in knowing more. I also didn't tell them how I do what I do. I didn't get specific about the services I provide. I want to just pique their curiosity. And if they're interested, they're going to ask me, well, how do you do that? Or what, what sort of help do you provide? And then I can give them more. But at that point, I know that there is some level of interest, even if it's modest, and I can go from there. But I'm not boring them with something that is of no interest to them. Let's say they respond to me with a question like, oh, are you a recruiter? And I do get that a lot. So it's a fair one. And I would say, no, recruiters work for employers to staff their organizations. I work exclusively with prospective employees, preparing them for the job search. I'm one of fewer than 25 master resume writers in the world, and I'm a certified job search strategist. So I give my clients exceptional marketing materials and a job search strategy that gets great results fast. So that's a really good example. I had a, I have a friend who may listen to this, um, and she has struggled with how to introduce herself at, at networking events. And she's a life coach. And my suggestion to her has been, rather than going into all the different kinds of coaching that you could provide them, ask them a simple question. Tell me about something that you're struggling with right now. And if they say something, then she can respond in an appropriate way. Oh, well, I'd, I'd really like to lose these, you know, 10 pounds around my middle or oh, I'm having some health issues or, you know, the kids just left the nest and we're kind of, my husband and I are kind of struggling with, you know, redefining our relationship. Now she has something to go on that she can sort of speak towards. But until then, she's just randomly talking about things that may have nothing to do or, or be of no interest to this individual. So that's that can be a really effective pro approach. So as a review, here are the big consideration pitch for your elevator pitch. Number one, keep it short and succinct. Time it, just like I did in preparation for this, 
write it out. You want to get to a point where you have memorized it, but it doesn't sound like you're, you know, working from memory. You want it to be natural, but write it down, read it and time it with your phone um, app or whatever. Don't be predictable. So try to throw in a curveball, make it interesting, make yourself stand out. Leave them wanting more. Don't tell them everything at all at once and engage them with a question when appropriate. So I hope this has given you some good ideas around how to develop your elevator pitch. I, I will say one final thing about these, these elevator pitches is the best way to really develop them and perfect them is to do them. So there's only so much that you can do in your quote unquote lab. You need to get out and go to networking events. And I promise you, I, I haven't heard of any situations where networkers have gone to events and gotten bitten. You know, no one has attacked them physically or been hateful. So, you know, we think of these horrible things that are going to happen. We're so scared to go to networking events. And the fact of the matter is they're pretty benign for the most uh, most time and if not interesting and fun. So step out of your comfort zone if networking is not your, your jam. Do it. And uh, I promise it'll get easier. So I hope this has been helpful and I'll see you next week. Take care. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you subscribed and left me a review. If you would like to discuss working with me to achieve your job search or career goals, my calendar link is in the show notes.